Does any part of you guys think that Doc Rivers is like putting on on a little bit with his voice? Like Elizabeth Holmes? You think he's faking it at all? No, I think that would be really hard to fake. Okay, For like so hers long. wasn't really hard to fake. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we are playing DeAndre Jordan, whether you like it or not. I'm Jordan Liggins. That's Haley. Couple housekeeping before we get into it. Subscribe to our YouTube. It's a wonderful place. You'll love it. Um, keep sending us your emails. We love those too. Um, yes, keep sending us voicemails, emails. We want it all. Um, our guest today is Nikias. Nikias, welcome. Thanks for having me. I am Nikias Duncan, co-host of the Dunker Spot, whipping boy on You Late Podcast with Jasmine L. Watkins <laughs> and writer at basketballnews.com. Amazing. I love that. <laughs> and I can't wait to be on You Late later this week to talk about WNBA stuff that is coming soon. But more with our conversation with Nikias after the break. Our next partner has a product that I use all the time. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to feel healthier. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com spin. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash spinsters. Offer good for a limited time. I definitely want to talk about Sixers Heat a lot. I turned off Mavs Suns last night. Um, I'll just be honest with you guys because um, it was the third quarter and I knew who was going to win and I was depressed because uh, the Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. So I turned Fair. it off. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the end score, I was like, oh, that's so, that's interesting. But we can talk about that too. As a series overall, I think it has the potential to be interesting, um, mm-hmm. which is all you can ask for. Uh, but Heat Sixers. Nikias, you're a Heat fan? Yes. Okay. Mm. I wasn't sure how you qualify yourself. Um, you have to be feeling really good right now. Uh, I would like to. Like, the second quarter is still kind of in my head. Like, I've been worried about Miami's half-court offense all year long. And so, mm-hmm. when they throw out zone with, like, Paul Millsap at the five, I'm just like, okay, surely you'll be able to generate some good stuff. And they just couldn't. It's like, ah, Sixers lead at the half. That's fun. Yeah, I think any of the hesitation you feel now must be, like, well, for this series, um, it's just going to make me think about the shortcomings for next series. You don't have any real concern about getting out of this, do you? Um, not with the Embiid injury. Like, if Embiid was healthy, I would have picked Philly in six or seven. Mm. But with him out, that's where I kind of swung it back to Miami. It's like, well, they should be able to score enough. So we'll see. Um, next round, I think whoever wins this series is losing to Boston or Milwaukee, though. Like, I just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Sixers, I think it's interesting that you 
feel that way. We know for sure Embiid's going to miss game two. I love how coy um, teams are in the playoffs with their injured players um, because we don't for sure know like when he's coming back or what it's looking like. Um, but all I've seen is that for sure he's missing game two and then he might come back three. Is that the... I I haven't even... I think they're just going game by game. They're just trying to figure it out. I think that's... That's the thing that's probably the most on the Heat side is the Sixers' demise and them just kind of imploding themselves. Because it's also the Sixers have to beat themselves and the Heat, which is a double mountain that they're trying to climb. And they're not doing either of them. (laughs) They're, They're doing terribly. Doc, again, is talking about DeAndre Jordan and... Again, they're like, yo, you know, why did you start him? Oh, it wasn't me. It was the players. Nothing is his fault. (laughs) Yes, he did say that. Nothing is his fault. This is a new age of Doc where he's just like, you're not going to get me. (laughs) It's it's never my fault. That man said, we're going to start DJ whether you like it or not. Because our guys (laughs) believe in him. It's like, yeah, but do you believe in him? (laughs) No. Fan base doesn't (laughs) believe in him. And like, what was the number? Like, Philly got outscored by 22 in, do- in DJ's 17 minutes last night? Yeah, it was mm. bad. But I also, like, it just doesn't line up. He Okay, well, first of all, let's break down the doc quote you guys are talking about. The first thing he said is, we talked to our guys. They wanted a big guy, a big roller. Okay, what guys do we think possibly said this? Tyrese, I could see, like, that being beneficial in theory, a big roller. But what you're asking for and what you've made deandre out to be like they wanted a big guy look honestly check he is a big guy physically he's a big guy yeah like yeah but i don't think you're not nothing is better with him on the floor i can't name a single thing that is better with him on the floor okay Mm -hmm. the next part of the quote those first four or five minutes were great from him that's what we need am i is he talking about the first four minutes he was on the floor? Because he did not get the possession um, versus Bam and the tip-off. He then dunked the ball. Amazing. Then he lost it out of bounds, had an offensive foul. So effectively had a foul, two turnovers, <laughs> dunked it, and got pulled. And then I know you guys all saw the camera shot of him on the bench, just like a full layer of sweat. He was so... <laughs> tired after four minutes i just do not understand and also then the reasoning is that they don't want um paul reed in foul trouble which fair enough but i don't think um putting dj out there for him is the answer to that it's probably just making him more aware of how to not be in foul trouble. I mean, he he literally <laughs> reminds me of myself <laughs> what Paul Reed when I was like playing soccer in middle school and used to get so excited to do the new move that I had learned that I would do it as the ball was coming toward me before the ball was even at my feet. <laughs> he's so like, you know what I mean? He's just yeah, like he's super just so excitable right yeah. now. Yeah, he's happy to be out there. That's something a coach can affect. Like you can you not maybe not like overnight in a series, but you can definitely coach a player into not fouling or being more aware of, of fouls. Also, it just feels like there's more suitable things 
and players to insert um, who are not DeAndre. Uh, one of whom is not necessarily like the big guest guy, but when they didn't have a center out there, when they had George out there, things looked good. So I don't know. Dakaias, what do you think is the most sustainable non-Embiid option? Honestly, if I'm Philadelphia, I would just start small. Like I would go Tobias or I guess George Niang at the five, which he can't go all seven from three. Like that's a big part of it. Yeah, he's hard, yeah. he's he's bad at virtually everything except shooting. And so if he's not knocking down shots, then you also can't have him on the floor either. <laughs> but I would say, <clears throat> like I give Doc a little bit of credit. If they were gonna start DJ, at least he didn't start DJ and also Matisse Thibel. So he did so they had one non-shoot on the floor and DJ instead of two. But like, why not just go Harris at the five, put Matisse out there, let him defend Jimmy or one of the short Max Struess to chase him over screens and then flow into Paul Reed as your backup five if you're worried about him starting in foul trouble. Like, I think that's better than having DeAndre Jordan out there. He's in drop coverage. Miami's going to be able to get into pull-up shots basically whenever they want to. And then on the other end, you're not posting up DeAndre. No. You're just throwing it up there and just like, please do something. <laughs> just throwing it towards the rim. Can you still jump? <laughs> still <gonna laughs> Let's try. Um, you, I think, in my opinion, like, <clears throat> even if George is not hitting those, like you said, 0 for 7, very bad, um, you mm-hmm. still need the option. Like, you, your best bet is the hope that it, they will eventually start falling because if we thought that the Sixers had – spatial problems because of Ben Simmons and when Ben Simmons was here, like those still very much exist. So the best you can do to help your guys, to help the guards who are the ones who in theory would be telling a coach, we want someone who can be a big roller. Like you really need to put out shooters and just hope that things hit there. I mean, Miami's a defense is not like in their favor, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just think it's a matter of like, wasn't effective last night versus we already know what won't be effective in the long run. That's DeAndre Jordan, but we are going to see him again. Like you said, um, Nakaias, wasn't that a direct quote? Like whether you guys yes. like it or not, we're starting yes. him. Like I yeah. thought that was someone meme again. Oh, then no. I saw other, yeah. yeah First <laughs> I saw it and I was like, oh, this is. This is a good bit. This is good. And then I saw like two or three other like Sixers beat writers with the same quote. I was like, oh, wait, he actually said this. Yeah. Um, Doc, man, it's not looking good. Ooh. Harry said that Harry, producer Harry dropped in the chat that um, Niang was uh, plus six last night. I remember like before the half when they went small with him, they caught up. They They looked good. So I don't know. I just think that's your best chance like you said they have not too many options um because you need to be mindful of not putting too many people out there who can't shoot um Mm -hmm. it is just a funky mess right now and also it was seeing what the heat did to guard harden was in my opinion like extremely effective and especially without joel out there i don't know how much more harden can do um they clogged him up everywhere, mm-hmm. like ball screens after the first switch. He, They had multiple people on him. The Heat just have way more options to stop him than he has options to go to Yeah, on the Sixers. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they um, 
Also, it was smart. I felt sad not seeing Duncan Robinson out there. Me and Harry's close personal friend, Duncan Robinson. But you have to understand, like, he, in my, from the way I saw it, he, they were literally taking away something that Harden would have zeroed in on to score. So it made sense to me. Mm. Um, hated to not see him thrive, but I think the the option made sense. I want to yeah. know from a Heat's fan's perspective, Nikias, what you think Depot's like ultimate role is on this team. Oh, uh, like I feel like he's played himself just solidly into the rotation. Like part of Duncan Robinson not playing is because Depot basically soaked up all those minutes. Um, to your point, they do want someone on the court that isn't going to seek out in a mismatch. They're already going to be playing Max Struess, who has improved defensively throughout the year. They're going to play Tyler Hero, who gets hunted all the time on defense, for better or worse. <clears throat> and so you can't have, I guess, two of those three on the floor at the same time. And so that's where Depot comes in. And so with him being a guy that can defend, a guy that can get to the rim on the other end, if the jumper's flowing for him, like, honestly, he's their second best guard option, third best guard option. Mm-hmm. And so I think he he's pretty firmly in until he just – proves he can't shoot at all which you haven't seen that yet yeah i mean he does have those nights but i'm i'm happy for him um but i think the heat will sweep <laughs> oh you're nice. going sweep yeah. Dang, i do bold, i do bold. i just do not see this getting any better um i think that the sixers are tired but i don't know is that really that takey you thinking five? I'm thinking at least. I think they at least get one. Is but maybe I was gonna say at home, but they don't really like them there either. Yeah, they don't like them there. <laughs> but I was thinking like too. You know, the Sixers had their worst shooting night ever, like in the history. What of was it from playoffs. three? Like fourteen percent, seventeen point six percent, six for thirty four. From the three-point range. So, like, that's terrible. But also, and I'm just looking at this Yahoo article. It's like 10 ugly stats from the Sixers, which is just a perfect title. Um, You were talking about Niang. It wasn't till 1950 that someone went 0 for 7 in a playoff game for the Sixers (laughs) in that many minutes that he played, which is just amazing. But if you're the Heat, are you like, okay, they're not going to shoot 17% from three again? Or you're like, that's our credit to our defense that they shot that bad? How does that kind of play into the sweep conversation? This is just a general question to the gallery. Well, for me, like the Heat, the Sixers didn't have a B, but the Heat didn't have Kyle Lowry. Like this isn't even all the Heat can do, really. I drew. To me, I was like, yes, this is. I don't know that it was just luck for the Sixers. I think that the bad shooting was a direct result of good defense, maybe like a little bit of luck. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Um, But I don't also trust their coach to make the right adjustments. We already know he's not going to. He said that. (laughs) He said, I don't care what you think. (laughs) And they don't – isn't Kyle Lowry coming back for him too? Uh, maybe game two. I would, my guess, and I don't have source or anything, but my guess is that he makes his debut during the Philadelphia portion of the series. Like, I don't, I think they hold him out game two. And we see him game three. He's also, and this is like big, um, 
uh, Haslam take over here, but like there's a lot of value of him being on a bench too. Like Kyle Lowry just adds, you know, you saw him like coaching last night. It was very cute. It was so, so cute. Yeah. I can't wait for him to coach. Um, <laughs> anyway, I just, I don't know. I have like zero confidence in the Sixers. I think that the Sixers are feel defeated too. There's a lot of like immeasurable, um, mm-hmm coach speaky things that you can see that just we're not looking in the Sixers favor will the shooting be that bad again probably not am I maybe jumping to conclusions just because I saw one game and I was like yeah I've seen enough maybe but also have I seen enough (laughs) yeah even if this goes six I'm like it doesn't matter (laughs) those two lot if they they, like have any wins I just don't think it's going to be convincing I, I feel like I've seen this before from the Sixers for years in a row at this point. Mm-hmm. This it is why they get out of breath in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. What are your guys' predictions for the series? Um, I went heat and six before the series. Like the Embiid injury kind of swung it for me in that regard. And one, it's one game. And I also don't want to overreact to one quarter, but that second quarter when they went small and went zone and watching Miami throw up over themselves in terms of turnovers and stuff. And it's like, man. The blueprint is there for Philadelphia if they don't have, like, the worst shooting night in franchise playoff history. (laughs) So, like, I think it's still going to be a pretty hard-fought series if they are able to correct some things. Like, the DJ minutes have to go away at some point. Like, they're starting at a deficit game, too, in my opinion, if they're going to go ahead and keep DeAndre Jordan in the starting lineup. But beyond that, I don't think Niang has an 0-7 for night again. Like, the Mm -hmm. Heat didn't do a great job of containing Tyrese Maxey last night, even though the stat line wasn't great for him but he was able they were able to find some stuff with him screening for Harden for him just kind of getting loose in transition like he had some cracks to attack I hate that the Sixers wasted a good Tobias Harris game on both ends Mm. but he's also just been playing well the last month and a half two months he has yeah so like there's enough there to where I don't think this is going to be a four or five game series but I certainly wouldn't be picking Philadelphia at this point imagine yeah yeah, I'm just thinking what you said. Like, the second quarter stands out. You're like, wow, if Philly keeps playing like this, we're in trouble. And the head coach goes, we're going to do the opposite of that. <laughs> See how good that quarter was? I don't care. <laughs> we're going to do the opposite thing. That's wild to me. Um, I I agree. I think it goes five. I think Philly gets one, one game. Um you know, maybe the Heat shoot a historically bad game. Like, it's more of a luck thing. I don't know if it's that the Sixers will beat them and win, you know. But I think I think it goes five. Um, I think Philly is, is tired. I think DeAndre Jordan is like, I've been chilling on the bench this whole time. Now you want me to actually play basketball? This is hard. I think he just... I don't know. He just gets tired and he's not doing anything anyway. So he's just trying his best, but it's not enough. Uh, The Heat have so many places that they can beat them. Tyler Hero is playing amazing. Like you said, Kyle Lowry is dressed like a golf player and defensive line coach, as Jasmine said. Shout out, Jasmine. Hilarious. Um, He's cute on the sidelines coaching. So um, they have multiple weapons, and I think (laughs) that they pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Man, if you're a doc, like, you have to coach like you know Adam McKay is watching. 
because <laughs> years from now he could just make a hit series on you. Oh, You're giving him God. all this material. Oh, that's such a good shot. Wow. Oh my God. I'm just he confuses me. I mean, the more the more you guys point that out, yeah. I mean, whatever. Maybe this is just there's probably a reason. I don't know what it is. Maybe he um, wants to retire, but it's getting too much pressure from the basketball community to keep going. So it's like self implosion. Mm. Not Maybe still tank. he um, doesn't ever want his name in coaching rumors again. So when he retires, it has to be a bad enough out. Nice. Although I don't know. Look at Mark Jackson, famous hey, homophobic hey. person. <laughs> Is oh, now yeah. getting a second chance in a uh, coaching circles. He only had to wait it out for what five a years after saying time. that gay people were going to hell. Yeah, everyone gets a second chance. Um, oh god, I don't know what Doc is doing, but I will choose to think that there is some kind of like smarter second level galaxy brain thing going on here. I hope um, so. Yeah, I, Godspeed I on whatever that. he's trying to do because <laughs> <laughs> it's not right now. No one's happy. Um, okay, the second game of the night, which I told you guys I um, tuned out of, but from the observations that I had before I had an existential crisis about my and um, everyone else with a uterus's reproduction reproductive rights getting taken away was that this is not a good matchup for the Mavs um I don't think that that takes a genius to see um the big thing with the Mavs for the last since they've had Luca years is that it has to be more than Luca and this team is definitely we've seen that in the especially like last night it was Jalen Brunson still finished in double digits despite it not being his best scoring night. Yeah. Um, DFS had 15. Maxi had 19. The bench had 30 points, same as Phoenix. Uh, you know, wanted more out of Spencer. But anyway, I think that this is just, they're just outmatched. Um, if you're Dallas, how do you win this? Besides Devin Booker getting injured again. If we're taking the injury stuff off the table, like <laughs> I think it's trying to, I guess it's two things. It's one trying to generate a little bit more movement before you flow into your Luca pick and roll, because what Phoenix was able to do was basically defend it two on two. It's like, all right, we got Mikael on Luca. We have eight and on, I guess Dwight Powell sitting the screen. If Mikael Bridges is able to fight over and stay attached, then that matchup stays the same. If not, it's just a pill switch and it turns to an ISO. And mm-hmm. from there, it's just like, okay, Luca's great. And he had what, 45 last night. Yeah. It's great, but, like, you're not bending the defense, really. And then the other thing Phoenix was able to do, if Luka got a different matchup, if they were able to screen Mikael Bridges off, they would have him kind of zone up and mm-hmm. kind of double there, and then they had to zone behind that. And so maybe if you're putting more Jalen Brunson in that corner where they're zoning up or you're putting Reggie Bullock in that corner, then once you draw that double, then you have a wide-open shooter and you're able to generate some stuff that way. Other than that, though, like, I don't – really see it like Phoenix is just a better team and they're able to draw better mismatches and they're able to do that more consistently. So like, you're just going to have to hack it if you're Dallas. Yeah. Cause what you're asking for basically all like, and I agree that that um, is something they need to achieve is like asking for three degrees of Luca, you know, as mm-hmm. a scorer, as a passer, and then as like a 
whole distracting function. Um, something that <laughs> Harry had an idea for before we jumped on, which I think would be fun. I think if you guys don't know Nikias's like skill set, it's wide and impressive, and I love when you break down games. Um, Harry says we should get Nikias to explain the Mavs pick and roll coverage to someone who's never seen a game of basketball. So we are going to like tire hands behind your back and ask you to do that um (laughs) if you've never seen basketball you do not know the terms so you have to effectively do the michael scott tell it to me like i'm a fifth grader (laughs) oh god or you say five-year-old because fifth graders are definitely like i think they're older than five yeah aside from the geniuses (laughs) yeah (laughs) the young sheldons of the world which i saw an episode of i did I swear to God, you I did? was, watch- I, was wa- I walked downstairs ever? to my aunt and uncles, and they were watching Young Sheldon. And I said, I didn't know anybody watched this. And they said, we watch it. So I sat down and watched it with them. And I got up at the end of it. I was like, I never have to see that again. There was a plot in Young Sheldon where a 17-year-old gets a 28-year-old pregnant. What does that have to do with what? him being a genius? Look, <laughs> when I tell you nothing... I don't know. I was just like, what the fuck? Nobody's monitoring this because nobody watches it. But what TV stats say is that everybody watches it. So I don't know. It's kind of going off the rails. Yeah. Have yeah. lived a anyway. life. Um, so I have seen Young Sheldon. I just want to let everybody know that. Yeah. It does exist. Okay. And I think it's problematic. Yeah. It's just not cool for like a 28 year old to be having sex with a 17 year old boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Probably not ideal. Yeah, and then the mom's like, they need to get married because of God. And I'm like, lady, there are more problems. So say, I don't think God was in that. (laughs) (laughs) Grooming, okay, first of all, is the biggest problem here um, that God would be mad at. Anyway, what are we talking about? Young Sheldon. Oh, explain Mavs pick and roll like I'm five. Yeah. Um, On offense or defense? Just want to make sure I have this clear. Harry, what did you want? You wanted offense. I was imagining explain how the Suns cover the Mavs pick and roll to somebody who has never seen a game of basketball before. We should come okay. up with a segment Let's... name for segment name for this. Like, mm-hmm. oh geez, okay. So... Duncan dumbs down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, that ain't bad. I'll be good. the I'll be the uh, the five year old. Very convincing with the uh, the facial hair and such, but we'll, we'll turn on the blinders. But basically with the pick and roll, you would have your ball handler, who is Luka Doncic in this case. Um, you would have another big person who would likely be Dwight Powell. He would set a screen, which is, you know, he stands still, tries to have Luka's defender running to him. And you create an opening from there. And so what the Suns were able to do was defend that action with Luca's man and Dwight Powell's man. And that was just it. There was no help anywhere else. They were able to keep everything in front. And it just turned into one-on-one play from there. I love the explanation of the screen. Smart. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, like <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, I think you got to go down like five more levels. That was like probably <laughs> okay for like a 13-year-old yeah, Nick- who's Nikias. precocious. What is one on one? Good one. If Johnny had two people. <laughs> oh man. Oh, That's good. Yeah, that is good. 
Um, me and Jordan have this like dream of of bringing advanced analytics to like a group of kindergartners and just seeing like I don't know what they think of of the terms and stuff. And I'm feeling more and more like it's our mission to do that every day. <laughs> Teach your local five year old about VORP. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, I think that's a good example. I mean, the thing about especially like pick and roll is that I remember one time um, Dan, uh, Jordan and I used to work with this guy named Danny Heifetz, um, who I adore. He's so sweet. He's uh, does NFL for the ringer. And one time me and his mom were in a bar and she was talking about how she just never got into basketball. And we were like watching it and we were talking about it. And she was saying, you know, that she thought the terms were confusing or whatever but i was like yeah but it's actually so simple and so I, we just did i showed her in the bar like pick and roll like stood up and like had her roll and like blah 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 and it's just like when you actually say it in human real words like conversational mm-hmm. speak it's not actually that that bad um shout out to danny heivitz's mom I love her. <laughs> there we go. uh should we take a break sorry <laughs> take a break and then afterwards we'll talk about the supreme court <laughs> There we go. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because of things like Indeed Instant Match. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Start hiring now with the $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash spinsters. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash spinsters. Indeed.com slash spinsters. Terms and condition apply. Pay per qualified applicant not available for all users. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner has a product that I use all the time. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to help my immune system. I really just wanted to feel healthier. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto like me, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com spin. Again, that is athleticgreens.com spin to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What do you guys want to talk about after the break? Because we kind of talk, we want to talk about more about Daleks Phoenix. We can. Um, oh. Do we have any thoughts on the, oh, what were you going to say? Nothing. I'll, I'll, you, you go ahead and, and thoughts on what? I just meant the other games tonight. Are there games? What are the games tonight? Yeah, it's back to oh, the first. I Warriors. love 
the second round of the playoffs. To me, this is like the perfect amount of basketball. Because when I'm asked to watch three games a night, I'll look. It's a lot. I'll do it. I do it for six months out of every year of my life, right? For the last seven years. <laughs> but two is the perfect amount, mm-hmm. right? I'm interested. Like, I'm invested. I'm energetic on the East Coast. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm having to stay up late, but at least I'm not flipping back and forth. Especially if you are, um, you know, under 53 and don't have cable, it's not easy to flip when it's like on a laptop. The streaming, sometimes things come out. Mm-hmm. If you're cooking it up to your TV through the USB or the HDMI or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. it's, can, things can get difficult. The sound can get messed up. Two non-overlapping games is the sweet spot. This is, I wish it could stay like this all the time. So anyway, I- yes, there are the two games on tonight. Okay, I have a question. My my friends were debating this last night uh, in the same um, arena of conversation. What is the best time zone to watch sports in? I was just thinking this. I don't know how, if you're not on the West Coast, I don't know how you like basketball at all. Girl. Like, that's a whole... <laughs> I don't know how you... Like, the, the second game on the West Coast, it ends... At around like, I don't know, like 9.30, 9.45. I feel, really feel like I have the rest of my night. That's when I probably watch Is It Cake. And I just like still have a life. But yeah. I think about when it goes back to the inside the NBA and they're like, it's 1 a.m. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, How dude. are you guys doing this? Well, and there's pros and cons to both, right? Like on the East Coast, the thing I've noticed is that I didn't like how early it started on the West Coast because if you, in the days where I would go to the gym years ago, you know, like, okay, so it's a four o'clock, you've got to do a gym activity where you can watch the games because otherwise your day is whatever, all messed up. Here, you have all day, you have an entire day to live, you know, you have the whole, whatever you want to do. I could go to Memphis, you know, I could go, I could drive anywhere and it's just fine because I have till seven o'clock till I have to be in front of a TV. But then you're like, this is great. This is great. Then it hits about 10, right? A game begins <laughs> and you're like what the fuck or even worse 10 30 you know and all of a sudden you're oh sitting around God. and you feel trapped like i can't fall asleep i've got to watch this i don't have my wine down you know because then afterwards mm. your eyes are just like open from watching all <laughs> night and it's all of a sudden it's like midnight and you've just been sitting in front of the tv for hours and you have to fall asleep because mm. you have to wake up the next morning to have your whole day. Like I said, you mm. can't just be waking up at noon. Yeah. So the whole thing is like, to me, it's not the East Coast. The perfect time mm. zone is whatever is not the West Coast, but it's like an hour. Sierra, I feel like you really know time zones. So chime in whenever you want. But like, not the West Coast, but the one that's kind of over a little mountain bit. Time. Mountain. Yeah, but I don't want to be in the mountains. Central. central. Mm, I don't know if it is central, to be honest with central. you. My problem with central is I don't know when it is. Like, the computing is really hard. <laughs> I always type in my phone, <laughs> like, too. what is central time right now? Because I can't remember if it's closer to Pacific 
or if it's closer to Eastern. Right. One of them, it's like closer barely changed from. I don't even closer, know. Yeah, one, one hour central behind is one Eastern. Hour, yeah. Two hours. I think I want. I think I want two hours behind Eastern. That's the perfect time zone to watch. So sports. mountain time for you. Yeah. yeah. Who's so mountain time? I I agree. I think it's mountain time. Hmm. My my reasoning is everybody knows the best time to have dinner is 7:45. That's like when your perfect dinner time. I okay. yeah, agree. Hands and what is better timing in terms of sports games to have dinner than the second quarter of an NBA basketball game? It's perfect mm-hmm. dinner time. The worst players are on the court. You can just kind of eat your little dinner and That's watch literally the second quarter. When I take the dogs out. No. I'm because telling it you. is the perfect non-watching time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you come back. Okay, thank you, Juan T. Great couple minutes. You come back. Steps in the game. It's like that is that is optimized living. And so yeah, Mountain Time science. really sets you up for that. I have so many questions. So <laughs> do you not eat dinner while you watch the game? No, I do. But, you know, I'm like, you miss a pick and roll looking at your fork. <laughs> Fair. You know, right. like, and I'm, I'm a messy convinced. eater too. Like, shit's going everywhere, you know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's something else we'll have to dive into. <laughs> okay. That's that's fair. I, I, I like, I agree though. The um, being on Pacific, the 4 p.m., it does cut into, like, you know, when I way back when I had that nine to five, like, you weren't even done with work yet and the games were already starting so that was that was hard i would always have to listen to them while i was in traffic on the way home and i would only make pretty much the fourth quarter of east coast games Mm -hmm. this has kind of been my reservation to like ever moving to the west coast because like obviously i do like the writing thing or whatever so like that wouldn't affect when i'm watching games but i'm also going to church on sunday so i'm just like okay do i really want to be if we get like mm-hmm. the ABC game, the games at one Eastern, like, do I want to be checking my phone during service to see what's <laughs> going on here? Like, I, I don't know if I want to do that. And then that also Fair. complicates things for like football season where it's like, okay, all these are one Eastern starts. The and football, just, football season. Um, wait, it starts at one Eastern uh, Eastern, right? Okay. Yeah. No yeah. football season. You gotta be on the East coast. It's glory. Starts. Too, it's too early for West Coast time. It's so early. You wake up and you're like, "Oh shit!" It's. It feels a lot <laughs> like um, soccer anywhere. You wake up like a little bit too late. You have to set an alarm. Yeah. No. Football. It's better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So mountain time. Mountain time. We figured mountain it out. Time. Right. Um. Great what I was gonna say about the Suns series before we move on is just that i have a great announcement to make which is that i have a friend named paisley um hello paisley who loves the suns but hates jabelle mcgee like this is a long ongoing thing and i've convinced her that if after last night's game that if javel gets a double double in the finals assuming they go to the finals um she's gonna get a tattoo of him <laughs> That went from How? zero to a hundred. Tattoo? That's great. I thought you were just gonna tell us that, oh, you're gonna get like a jersey or she's I was just thinking not gonna jersey. hate him anymore. Did not no, the stakes tattoo. are too high for her wow. for yeah. Yep. So that's amazing. Big development. 
Okay. Be looking out for that. Yeah. So not everyone has a personal stake in the in Phoenix going to the yeah. finals. Definitely. Yeah. Do you get to design it or does she get to at least pick the design? No, like I'm not, I don't want something to be, you know, ugly on her forever. I think that what <laughs> she'll probably do is the cop out of just getting the, the zero, the double zero. Um, Ooh. Jersey number, yeah. But uh, that's good. I was hoping for a face, but you know. <laughs> the confused JaVale face after a foul. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have, a, I, have dumber, I have a dumber tattoo than a JaVale McGee face. So. <laughs> Harry's face curious this is a cliffhanger Sierra says get a gallon of water yeah the options are, are endless <laughs> yeah. so I really but I hope that he gets a double. originally the stakes were if he gets finals MVP and I was like well that's never going to happen so, so many things would have to go wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> things would have to go really 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 wrong and i don't think anyone would be happy about that um how does well okay are there any chances that dallas wins this or is this just a kind of an experiment to see how phoenix will shape up in the western conference finals i i think it's an experiment i think it's practice they they're gonna be able to work on some sets i think ayton is looking really really good he's looking confident um and scoring in the post and i think Whoever they play next, that's going to be a big thing. Um, so they're just working on sets. They're working on things, and they're saying, let's keep the eye on the prize of getting to the finals. This is just a team that we have to go through. Dallas, though, um, Haley, you said you turned it off, and I think the last six minutes of the game was, like, their best. They just need to play like that for the Tell whole game. Tell me about it. And it would have been a lot different. Um, they just didn't give up. You know, the game was kind of over. Uh, that's exactly when I turned the game on. But they they kept fighting. I know. <laughs> to the end. I, I got the end. One you got time. the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know that if they, if they play like that, they know if they play like that too, they weren't turning the ball over. Um, they were defending actually. Um, so if they, I know if they, if they, keep that same six minutes that they did at the end to a full game it'll make it interesting but i still think phoenix comes out i don't think it's going to be a sweep but i got phoenix in five again five is my safe zone i also have phoenix in five the five dallas is is five is is what a nervous person says who who really (laughs) wants to say sweep (laughs) come on guys all right go ahead nakai's defend yourself like, I, <laughs> like I, I think Luca's gonna get one, and That's also like they they got virtually nothing from Spencer Dinwiddie last night. Mm-hmm. I think there are some different things they can do to kind of free Jalen Brunson a bit. I do think the length that he's seeing in this series versus what he saw in Utah is just night and day, and I think that adjustment period really hit him in Game One. But I think he'll ultimately adjust. If Dallas can bring it in the mud, knock down enough shots, like they have a chance. Like their defense is pretty switchy. Um, like mm-hmm. Jordan mentioned, the defense perked up in this fourth quarter. So they can eliminate some of the gaps that Phoenix creates offensively. And if you just turn it into a late in the clock shot making battle between Devin Booker and Luca, like if you like your chances if you're Dallas. They just yeah. have to get to that point. Yeah. You um the thing about uh Luca too is that he can give you that every night. So he has like we can wait on a Spencer Dimwitty game or um 
you know, Brunson having a better go at it. Um, Harry, what were you saying before we were, or you were texting us and saying something about Gobert. What were you talking about? Did he say something? There's, there's some. I love when Gobert catches a stray. Yeah. Well, (laughs) nothing to do with him. (laughs) There's Jason Kidd had some, had some, uh, things to say about Gobert. Basically just saying (laughs) that this series, this isn't Gobert. Uh, these guys can actually put the ball in the basket, um, which is pew pew. Yeah, mean. The there's been some rumors, kind of unclear. Maybe you guys know better than I the the degree of validity of the reporting, but just that there's a bubbling him him or me situation with Gobert and and Donovan. Basically, like one's got to go. I kind of think. That was probably already the case. Yeah, whether I was gonna or not say, they liked each other like, for a long time. The perpetual yeah. bubble. Yeah. Since That's the bubble. A fountain. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, um the this isn't Gobert thing is is pretty rough. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but as long as it was a dig on offense and not defense, and I, I think that that's not the worst it could go. Yeah, because he mentioned uh he mentioned Hassan Whiteside in the quote too. So I it was just a general these guys can score in the interior. Like, you can't switch a guard onto them, which is still, like, Rudy Slander. Yeah, and <laughs> but, I think actually grouping him in I'm with Whiteside is worse. Yeah, it's that worse. kind of makes it worse. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> it's not Gobert or Whiteside. Like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah, you ooh. put it like that. That's kind of tough. Uh, yeah, makes you think. Makes you think. What are you guys most excited about tonight? We've got game two, Bucks Celtics, game two, Warriors, Grizzlies. I, I have a bad feeling about the Grizzlies Warriors series, like narratives that can come out of it. I just feel mm. like things are going to get kind of like stupid just in the, mm. the NBA Twitter sphere, um, first take talk show sphere about the Grizzlies. Like, I just really want to protect Jaw and let everyone know that if you have something that you feel about him uh maybe keep it to yourself until you yeah. think about it some more it's just can a, I, just can a I nice slightly... young player and if it's about something that's about his dad or him or off the court it's probably gonna be uh unnecessary and rooted in something bad is what i would say i'm pretty scared of the narratives that could come out of there uh i'm excited about boston i think this is gonna be a fun game for them and I, I like when I feel like a coach and a team are capable of countering. To me, mm-hmm. that's why the playoffs are the best. Like the series is just a bunch of – it's like almost like if you take the NFL and their defenses and all of the adjustments that happen slowly over the years and the chess play and you just condense it into like a seven-game series and it's just counter, adjust, counter, adjust, counter, adjust, and then a great team wins. Buck Celtics has the potential to be that. Mm. And I'm very excited for it. Um, Giannis looks like he's just totally up for the challenge, but so mm. do the Jays. So I'm really excited. The Jays. They do. You know, I feel like they are really motivated. So I don't know. I that that series I'm really excited to see who comes out of it. Uh Memphis, I think I'm just more worried about what people are gonna say. Feel some some racism coming. <laughs> I do oh, Jaws no. way because I, just the oh, things no. I saw after the game on game one. I was like, I just don't think that this is like the right way to approach this. 
I saw some mm. like really mean things about his dad. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't. See, I mean, his dad has been a whole a character. Um, just the fact that they had like they flown out Usher to sit next to him <laughs> at the Memphis game. Did just they? So they can have that. Yeah. You didn't see that because everyone's saying that he looks like Usher. So oh, I didn't like know the, that they did that. No, I, I didn't know if they did that. Oh. I, I made that part up. But they oh, um, I was like, wow, <laughs> they they're trying to make it a thing. They're trying to make him a character. Um, so I think that's going to come with good or bad. Just him being saying that his son played like trash is just mm-hmm. hilarious to me. And that mm-hmm. is a call back to him being like, my dad was my first hater and all of that. So mm-hmm. they're making his dad a character. I hope it just remains that and just that it's his dad and he's very excited. Um, but I I actually missed this game. I watched the condensed version of the mm-hmm. Warriors and Memphis game. And after I watched those highlights, I'm like, I'm not missing another game of this series. Yeah. I think it's going to be so fun. And there's so much drama. There's so much... Like, is it experience versus youth? Is it, what's Draymond going to do next? Like, there's so many acts to this play. I feel like it is a saga that we're going to have to see how it plays out. I am with you there. Like, Grizzlies War is going to be fun. I'm with you, Haley. Like, I hope the off-court stuff doesn't turn into a thing. Like, it shouldn't. Feels like, like it might a little bit, right? Yeah, People just have to stop being weird. The, the word isn't weird, but we'll say weird on the podcast. Yeah, weird. You have to stop, <laughs> you have to stop being weird. Like, Jaws' dad is doing nothing but being a supportive father. And, like, let him do that. Mm-hmm. And with Ja, like, yeah, he tweets. He celebrates. He's loud. But he doesn't do anything problematic. Like, he's a really good basketball player, and he lets people know about it. Like, we should be embracing. Like, what do we want as fans? Because on one hand, it's everyone's too buddy-buddy. Why is everyone so nice? They're working mm-hmm. out together in the summer. It's AAU culture, yada, yada. And then you get Ja, who likes talks trash. It's like, well, they haven't won anything. Who are you to talk? It's like, what What do y'all want exactly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, Well, that's, that's a little point. bit of the thing is like uh, at, at some point for young guys, it comes there comes a tipping point where they get really um, – cynical or just hurt and we've seen that already with jaw kind of when memphis fans were doubting a little bit if he should remember when he missed time and then they had success and he came back and he didn't feel like a proper welcome there always comes a point for these super talented young players where they're hurt by something that is super legitimate like whether it's their own fan base or in this case i just think it's going to be like larger weird narratives and like projections from other people and I just want to protect them a little bit longer because I love this Memphis team what makes this a fun matchup for me like you were saying Jordan is the juxtapositions of like young versus experience but also just both of them have and we can see this like a you know we already got a Draymond dejection so much heart and feeling and mm-hmm. those are the kind of things you just can't really I mean it's this exact same for for both matchups tonight. Um, and yeah, I really hope that <sighs> Jaw gets a, a win just or something. You know, it was the feeling of him going for what he knows can win a game because it just did in a game seven for him driving inside for that to be not successful at the end of a game and see his face and every, you know, it's just like, 
man, Mm -hmm. he's really going to go through this on the biggest stage and every player has to. And I've just really enjoyed watching him. And I hope that um, no matter what happens, because the Warriors will do it to you. He. Yeah, he stays true. Has a good series. I'm just I'm like a little bit nervous for him, you know, because I feel like he's given us so much and he's been super vulnerable. And when you put your family on not on display, that makes it sound like I'm I'm saying like he did something wrong. When your family is out there, fans just latch on to like weird things and get ugly with it. And yeah, so I feel a little bit protective over him. But on just from a game level, I'm I'm excited to see what Memphis can figure out. I believe in them to adjust and make it a series but I don't think that they're going to come away from this I don't think anyone does do you guys does anyone think Memphis is going to get out of here I can't get there uh yeah but. I'm not I'm not there um, Harry's like no Harry's a Warriors fan I don't know if you know yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> there's some clear so and Sierra. Sierra yeah <laughs> um but I I think it's going to be good for them I think it's it's definitely going to be you know when they're back here next season they are going to be you know they're going to learn from this ex- experience um but the Warriors just they're like we can do this in our sleep like we've been here done that and it, mm. it is kind of it's showing um but I don't know maybe they'll surprise us I I'm rooting for the Grizzlies I have been all season long of just their passion for the game. Like that's what always brings me back. Cause I just love basketball so much. And I feel like these young guys are just like ball is life. We want to play together We're I got a trophy. It's your trophy too. Like that's my favorite type of, of that was story so line. cute. Yeah. So cute. Um, like you said, Haley, there's a lot of feelings in this series, a lot of emotions some out of control, <laughs> some more on the passion side. But um, well, did you guys think that Draymond should that that should have been an ejection? I know everyone was like super upset and had emotions over that. I was on the flagrant one side until I saw the different angle where he like clearly hits Brandon Clark in the face and stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, that's that's probably the right call. That's yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. And what I say all the time with Draymond is history plays a part like we can't pretend that it doesn't and with those type of calls if it's a different type of player I think that's the conversation is if it's a different type of player is that a flagrant one or are they reviewing it so closely that's it sucks but it's true um and just the everything after the (sighs) dream on I don't know. I was just giving him a compliment for earlier in the last series. I was like, wow, he got a foul call and he didn't say anything. I was telling my fiance, I was like, that is growth. Yes, I love it. Spoke too soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spoke too soon. Mm-hmm. Mm. It is interesting how history, for some players, I feel like I would uh, maybe not have jumped on like, well, let me see another angle like that fast. Um but, I mean, it's just kind of true. Mm-hmm. Gives really big, like, same energy as if you start dating someone kind of while they were dating someone. The whole time you're dating, you're like, ah. you know, you got to kind of, <laughs> like, look at the history. They left you for someone or you, like, you know, they left someone for you. 
the odds are just higher. Mm-hmm. You got to look at the history. He's you got to see the other history. angle. He's not getting the benefit of the doubt from me. Um, Harry, you know that that was like egregious. Come on. Come on. So <laughs> I did not think a flagrant two was warranted. I, I, I do think the, the I'm cle- obviously biased, but I, I where I would disagree is I do think that if that was uh some a different if that was Steph who or Clay who had done that foul, I don't think they're getting thrown out of the game. And so then there's like, do you officiate the player? Do you officiate the player? I like I hear you in a kind of jaded the way sense that you're like, you gotta officiate the player, Draymond's done all this stuff. But I am kind of like, okay, well then how do you change if they're gonna officiate you like that? The mm. whole point is that he he you you shouldn't have those things follow you. And so I, I, I'm kind of I, – I said it in a group chat when it happened that it was like a flagrant 1.25 because it was definitely worse than a flagrant 1. But yeah. it, when you look at flagrant 2s, there's like a wind-up and you go for the neck and like it, it really looks like you're trying to hurt somebody. This was clearly a, a just to make sure he doesn't get the ball in the basket foul. So I, it was I there was gravity at play. There was definitely gravity right. at play, you know. But the the problem is his hand started in the wrong spot, and yes. then came down. There's a country song that this is reminding me of called. Is it called "Up to No Good Living"? I don't know. But basically, the whole premise of the song is this guy's like, I'm dating this woman. She will not let me live down when I was living like I was up to no good. Mm. Right. And so the whole premise of the song is I'm going to I might die before I live my up to no good living down. That's Draymond Green, except he's not really going at it like super pure. But I you have a point like he's not. I don't think there's no living down his up to no good living time. Flagrantly. Flagrantly speaking. <laughs> yeah. Because you have a good point, Harry, of like, you know, how does he change if the refs are always going to see him that way? But I, 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 what gets under my skin the most is that it hurts your team. Like you, your team needs you on the floor. Well, and he had and the so, ultimate, like Draymond, like to your point, has the ultimate example of like leaving a game, hurting your team. Yes. May happen again. He's got, he, he, can't, may- he can't get another <laughs> flagrant too or else he's suspended a game that's what i'm that's what i'm saying so like this stuff adds up and your team is now hurting because of it and so what at what point does it become a thing where okay i need to change or i need to not say anything like what do what do you do because your teammate is looking at you like we don't win if you're not here or it goes down to the wire or you know it's a big difference when Draymond is on the court. And I know that he knows that. And I know his teammates, they have told him that. <laughs> so where is the, where's the line? And I think that's where it gets under my skin. Cause I'm just so like, you know, teammates first, I'm thinking of the team. This is going to hurt my team. I'm not going to say anything, but it doesn't seem like that's there. Even though we have the receipt, the biggest receipt of when that has happened mm-hmm. in the past. So, I don't know. That's what bothers me. You know, there's, like, um, anger management training. There should be, like, reaction training. You know? I agree. 
Yeah. Just put him in a simulator with refs. They call a foul on him and then they watch the reaction. And maybe does he get like buzzed if it's not right? Like what would what do you guys think would be the best? Well, in the uh, in the Malice at the Palace doc, there's a great clip of our test saying that after that hard foul, he went over and tried to do a thing. He worked on his therapist work right. with his therapist of like. I think maybe it was counting to five or calming, you know, it was some kind of technique like that. And then somebody mm-hmm. threw a fucking bottle at him. So it, it <laughs> didn't work. Yeah. That, it, which is a good point. Yeah. A game yeah. is like a different situation. Yeah. Um, for sure. It's it's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, maybe Draymond. I would love to see Draymond do a foul and then like immediately hit like a kind of diaphragm breathing. Yeah, and I don't know, because you're in basketball, like, it kind of applies to almost everybody. Like, your greatest strengths are are also your greatest weaknesses. Yeah. Um, And that passion is something that, like, if you strip it, you're stripping it elsewhere from his game. Whether you are very inexperienced with coffee or you are super into it and know all about where to get the best beans, Trade Coffee is for you. Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. Small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. Trade is so confident that they'll give you a coffee you like the first time that if they don't, they will take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com spin. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com spin and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com spin for $30 off. And don't forget about Mother's Day coming up. A trade subscription is the perfect gift for the coffee lovers in your life. Um, so Chris Haynes just tweeted that Kyle Lowry is out for game two. I, I'm still saying sweep because I didn't get much sleep last night. I'm on a full um, cold brew and also a warm coffee, which is doing some weird things in my stomach. I haven't eaten today. Quite I'm the blend. Sweet. Quite the blend. I'm mixing coffee, cold coffee with warm coffee. Um, I've had about a three fourths of a cup of water. Three fourths of a cup of water. And Everybody. I'm sticking sticking to it. <laughs> but what is? But if you okay, let's so let's say that you are the Sixers. You have this knowledge. Your your doc or your in doc's ear. You are the um. What's that Sarah Marshall actor? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You, um, Seagal? No. Yeah. Jason Seagal? Yes. Is that right? Okay. You are the Paul Westhead right now. What do you say to Doc Rivers? Well, I guess that means I'm saying Doc Rivers is on a bike and he's about to cry. That's not what I'm trying to say. If you are in Doc Rivers' body, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you do uh, to adjust for this game? I I guess I'd probably go. My mind would go a couple other places. (laughs) 
I, you know what? I'm you going straight it. to the bank account. Okay, look, that's <laughs> right now, knowing what I know, I'm going straight to the bank account. So I framed that question wrong. I guess I should have just said, <laughs> we don't have to go in Dog Rivers' body to adjust, but just know, Dog Rivers, if I was you, I'm going straight room. to your bank account. I'm putting in my bank account. Anyway, how would you adjust knowing this? <laughs> I would mirror DeAndre Jordan's minutes with Kyle Lowry's. That would be my number one adjustment. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, if I was I'm I'm putting headphones in. I'm putting headphones in, middle fingers up. That's what Doc Rivers is doing right now. <laughs> he doesn't care. He does not he's care. He's not listening to anybody. He's not listening to anybody. Um he's he's also like I a little bit traumatized from the conversations about the last series about him potentially blowing a 3-0 lead and he made it through that and I think that's all he cared about he's like I made it through that the rest of it, it's on your own <laughs> that's all I, I I wanted to do uh yeah I guess it's I, I don't even know if his his job is really on the I don't really ever know what the Sixers are up to. I don't know what the stakes are for Doc Rivers. I don't even think pride is really at play. I don't <laughs> think he gives a fuck to your point, Jordan. Yeah. Um play DeAndre less, go small more, go small out of the gate. Um prey on Miami's half court offense and yeah hope that you I say just keep going with your shooters and hope that they fall because you can't have a historically I I know that it is like possible but I don't think you can have a worse shooting night yeah I agree than you did statistically you haven't in franchise history so over 50 years a couple of different cities (laughs) (laughs) and have a pool this clip they go like four for 37 If you do, it can't get worse. Like stronger things are at play. If if they Man, shoot worse, then like this is not on poor Yang. It's not on him. Stronger yeah. things are at play. James Harden will be absolved. Yeah, um, definitely not. But hopefully Tobias. And you know, I think the one thing that I also want to say that I forgot to say earlier is Tobias had that night, twenty-seven point night, hit one three. So. Even he wasn't really hitting necessarily from deep. Yeah, I think he only shot four, but yeah, still. It's a good sign. I hope for their sake um, that it's they employ uh, their shooters, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm excited to see the second Kyle Lowry fit, bench fit. The coach fit. Mm-hmm. Any any like parting things. words, Nikias, about any of these series or anything? Um. Buck Celtics is going to be a lot of fun. Like the defense from both is just everything my nerd them looks for. Um, Warriors Grizzlies, y'all already hit it. It's going to be a very exciting series. I will say on the jaw front, if there's one thing you can pick on, the defense is bad. The defense is really bad. That has to improve. Like if he takes nothing else from the series, regardless of the result, he has to get in the film room. He has to get in the weight room. Like that has to be better for him to become who he needs to. Um, other than that, good luck, Dallas. Good luck, Philadelphia. I feel like there's just like there's a salute after that. (laughs) We know your fate already. Good luck. (laughs) I think I could definitely see Jaws defense getting to a place where he is a in a 
manageable fine. He can stay on the floor and it's not going to super take anything away. But this has been the playoffs of great offensive players. I mean, like the Jokic, like having to pull your star for a defensive possession. This has been like a playoffs where that's been on display. Um, But with Jaw, like... Mm. To your point, yes, I think that that would be – that's for the most improved player. That's the next thing to improve. Um, and I think that that's exactly what it's going to take from this series because it, it will in some part come down to that. But, I mean, Memphis just isn't as equipped to beat Golden State. But, yeah, it'll come down to that as well. But I'm sure his dad's already on that. Telling him that, so like he does not need <laughs> to hear that from that us during the game. Yeah, like is that a sitting courtside saying "D up"? <laughs> yeah, Ooh. exactly, oh exactly. Um, Jordan, any parting words? Um, I I don't. I just want the basketball to be fun, and I agree with you that this second round is way more manageable. First round, it was it was a lot, especially coming off of March Madness. It was, it was a lot, um, but yeah, these are these are some good matchups, and I don't think it's as I don't really know who's going to be in the finals still, and I think that's exciting. Like I, it's it's not as a clear cut path for me, um, which makes me want to tune in every night. So I'm excited to keep watching the basketball. Well, that's our show. Please keep leaving us your voicemails. Um, what would you do if you inhibited Doc Rivers' body for a day? Would you go to the bank account? What would you do? We really want to know. Do we want to know? I don't know. Call us at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at bluehourpods.com to be featured on the show. And as always, shout out to our amazing producer, Harry Kurtz. Hi, I'm Aiden from Philadelphia, and I think Philadelphia basketball has just been getting weird and wild because Doc Rivers does not know how to coach a basketball team anymore. And I don't know, I think it's like comical how absurd his rotations have been. Sixers fans have been salivating for literal G League players to play. And also, some topic of women's basketball with uh, South Carolina winning yesterday, Philly needs a WNBA team. I need someone in the media to talk about that. Okay, bye.